Welcome to Episode 3 of Casual Citizen, an ongoing series about the upcoming first-person MMO, Star Citizen, by Cloud Imperium Games. I'm your host, Alyssiana, from the Mystic Worlds Gaming Blog. Begin transmission. This week's episode will take us into the realm of actual game content as we discuss what's available for playtesting. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. What version of the game are you playtesting? One of the first things to understand about playtesting Star Citizen is that there are two different environments. We have the private test universe, commonly called PTU. This is where new content and changes are released to a subset of the backers for testing. Testing on the PTU allows development to ensure that they don't introduce game-breaking defects to the other environment for playtests called the live server. As a backer, you are not guaranteed access to the PTU. The subset of players invited to PTU changes based on how wide an audience they feel they need to participate. The duration of the PTU also varies depending on the number of issues found and how long it takes to fix them. When and if you are invited to playtest on PTU, you'll receive an email from CIG explaining how to participate. The live server is the version of Star Citizen that is available to all backers who own a game package. Live content has already undergone playtests through the PTU and was deemed appropriate for wider consumption. In general, when people are discussing game mechanics and what there is to do in Star Citizen, they're discussing the live version. If not, they'll preface that it's PTU. Likewise, if you encounter an issue or have a question, make sure you're clear in distinguishing between PTU and live. One of the ways in which development teams keep track of content included in a particular release is by using version numbers. Star Citizen is no different. The content on the PTU has a version number, as does the live server. In general, the PTU is further ahead than live because it's where content is released first. For example, the PTU is currently at 2.1.d, while the live server is sitting at 2.0. This means that not only did the 2.1 version of the game get published to PTU, but it's been updated four times, A, B, C, D. Additionally, no version of those changes sitting on the PTU were deemed stable enough to publish to the live server, and we know this because the live server is sitting at 2.0. All that said, it's important to know the distinction between PTU and live when you're asking for help. People generally need to know the version number two. This is especially true when discussing issues on the forums, Reddit, or reporting bugs on the issue council. Now that we've gotten the basics out of the way, let's discuss the content that's currently available on the live server. The Hangar Module The Hangar Module was the first part of the game released to players for playtesting. Historically speaking, it's also the first place a ship shows up in the game. Ships are made hangar ready before they become flight ready, something we discussed in episode 2. 
When you purchase ships beyond the one from your initial game package, you must add them to the hangar yourself. This is done by using the My RSI option on robertspaceindustries.com. After clicking My RSI, click the Hangar link. From there, you'll see the different hangars you have access to and all of the items that you've purchased that can be displayed in a hangar, such as your ships. Click the Configure button to change to a different themed hangar or drag and drop ships available on the left to where you want them in your hangar on the right. Depending on the ship size, multiple ships may fit into the same bay. The number of bays in your hangar will shrink and grow to fit the number of ships you have placed into the hangar configuration. When you're done changing things around, click Save. These changes will be reflected in the actual game the next time you enter your hangar. In addition to previewing ships before they're flight ready, the hangar allows you to customize flight ready ships. Each hangar contains a holo table. This is a 3D interface that can be used to customize your ship by changing weapon loadouts, shields, etc., and applying different paint jobs where applicable. Be aware that these configurations made using the holo table do not persist past your current gaming session. The next time you log into the game, you'll have to set up your ship loadouts again. This is not the long-term intention. The ability to permanently save changes you've made will be implemented sometime after persistence is added to Star Citizen. In the not-too-distant future, I hope, the features needed to invite other players into your hangar will also be incorporated. This will be a great way to group up with friends in multi-crew ships and discuss the layout and various roles you'll each play before doing so in combat. It can also serve as a way to socialize in a private space and allow friends to see ships that are hangar ready that they may not own, but you may. I'm really crossing my fingers that this feature is available alongside the much larger ships being made hangar ready. Players are speculating that the Starfarer may be the next large ship made hangar ready. I'd be very happy if inviting people into my hangar is unveiled at the same time. SimPod The SimPod is used to access simulation modules such as Arena Commander and Star Marine when it becomes available for playtesting. From a lore perspective, these are games within the Star Citizen universe that citizens play. For us, they're modules designed to test very specific game mechanics. Arena Commander supports testing flight and ship combat mechanics. Star Marine will be used for playtesting FPS. The SimPod is one of the ways in which you can access these modules. Another way is through the game menu that was recently added. The new menu simplifies moving between playtest modules. To access the game menu, press Escape and choose Main Menu. Character Loadout you can change the armor your character is wearing by accessing the character loadout platform in your hangar or by pressing F6. Doing either will let you choose between pre-configured outfits such as light armor or heavy armor. In the future, we'll be able to mix and match armor sets as well as other items of clothing that will be purchasable in-game. The first such in-game store will be Cassaba located in Art Corp Area 18, 
More on Area 18 in a bit. Customizing your hangar. Similar to player housing and other MMOs, the hangar can store decorative items you purchase from RSI website, earn through the referral program, or are awarded as a subscriber. Aquariums, liquor cabinets, cots, workbenches, posters, trophies, etc. are just some of the things currently available. For now, the game places these items in a static location inside your hangar. Once the game adds grabby hands, the mechanic that will allow players to grab and place items will be able to move things around and place them where we want them inside the hangar. In summary, the hangar is used to view ships and configure their loadouts. You can also change your character's armor set, view items you've purchased or were rewarded as decorations in your hangar. You can interact with the sim pod to enter Arena Commander. In the near future, we'll be able to invite friends into the hangar and arrange its content ourselves. Arena Commander, called AC, provides players with an opportunity to experiment and compete without fear of losing their ship or having their character permanently injured. The AC menu can be accessed via the game menu by pressing Escape, Electronic Access, Arena Commander, or by interacting with the SIM pod inside of your hangar. Once accessed, the AC menu has three options. Option 1 is Spectrum Match. This allows you to compete with or against other players in public or private matches. There are different modes, each with different objectives and map options. Option 2 is Drone Sim, which allows you to access the subset of Spectrum Match modes that make sense for solo play. Option 3 is Basic Flight Training, the in-game tutorial. I won't go into the details of the various AC modes, but here are some general thoughts. People play AC public matches to compete on the leaderboards and to earn REC, Rec Points. Rec is used to rent ships and weapons, a try before you buy sort of thing. To rent items using REC, visit robertspaceindustries.com, find the store link, and then electronic access. Drone Sim is very good for learning how flight and combat mechanics work. There are many YouTube videos on all aspects of Star Citizen, and learning how to fly and fight is no exception. You can practice what you're seeing in the video in a safe environment by using the Drone Sim. Free flight mode lets you experiment and there's no danger whatsoever. Perfecting takeoff and landing is something good to try in free flight mode. Pressing Control F, you can leave the pilot seat, which allows you to then exit your ship. If you want a safe place to practice combat, fight against NPCs using the drone sim called Vandal Swarm. Vandal Swarm presents waves of NPCs for you to defeat. You can gauge your improvement by how long it takes you to complete waves and how many waves you can complete before your three lives are depleted. I enjoy using drone sim racing maps to practice fine-tuning my control of a ship. Each ship feels and flies differently. As a new HOTAS user, 
I need and I want the practice in preparation for navigating jump points in the persistent universe. This is something we've been told is going to be dangerous. It can lead to damaging your ship on the low end of consequences or death at its worst. This may seem silly to some, but I also like the racing maps to see my ship in daylight. The racing maps are very detailed, like flying through a futuristic city. I imagine this is what it may feel like when I'm departing or arriving with passengers on my Genesis Starliner. Similar to free flight mode, you can exit your ship and goof around on the racing maps as well. Lastly, while the basic flight training is a good effort for an alpha tutorial, it does contain some bugs and I find the walls of text a bit disruptive. I often find it less frustrating using YouTube and free flight mode. That said, the tutorial is an excellent method for learning the game's lingo and all of the default key mappings. The Social Module, ArtCorp Area 18. Before I talk about the role of ArtCorp Area 18, I want to provide some context. Like our universe, Star Citizen will be made up of many star systems. Within a star system, such as ours called Sol, there is of course a star, our sun, and planets that orbit it, like Earth. Those planets may have satellite celestial bodies of their own, like Earth has the moon. Stanton is a star system within the fictional universe of Star Citizen. Art Corp is one of four planets within that system. In Area 18 is a landing zone on the planet Art Corp. From a playtest perspective, Area 18 is being used to test social features of the game. It's our first look at the types of content we'll find planet-side. There are pure social locations such as bars, medical facilities where players would be resurrected if they died in that vicinity or wanted to purchase medical supplies. In the future, we'll be able to customize our character's clothing by shopping in various clothing and weapon stores. There are job boards where you can receive missions, accept fulfillment orders, or take requests to ship cargo, etc. Planetside Landing Zones is where players will connect with each other and the NPCs carrying out the everyday activities that keep the society humming. For now, there's not a lot to do in Area 18, but it's still a must-see. I've yet to visit the area and find it empty. It's definitely a fun place to explore and get a taste of what's to come. You access Area 18 by entering the elevator in your hangar. The location of the elevator varies depending on your hangar, but it's usually not too far from where your character appears when you spawn in. Once inside the elevator, use the keypad to select and enter Area 18. Here are some helpful functions to know for the social module. To bring up chat, press F10. F11 opens Augmented Reality, or AR, something similar to displaying nameplates you may see in MMOs, but this is way cooler. F12 brings up your contact list. 
There are slash emotes such as slash salute, slash hello, and slash dance one through slash dance six will help you get your groove on in the G-Lock bar. Dun dun dun, the persistent universe, Crusader. Earlier I mentioned that Art Corp is one of four planets in the Stanton system, while Crusader is another. Similar to how Art Corp Area 18 is being used to playtest planetside content, Crusader is being used to test persistent universe mechanics. The persistent universe is where Star Citizen becomes a seamless first-person MMO gaming experience. It's where you can move from a station or planetside location to deep space. Once in space, you can explore, do missions, work on careers and trade professions, engage in combat, all of the above without a single loading screen. Star Citizen Alpha 2.0 contains the first tiny slice of the Persistent Universe, an area around Crusader and some of its celestial bodies. The map itself is small compared to the intended size of the system, however it's large compared to other playtest areas available to us. It will take several hours for you to fly from one end of the Crusader map boundary to the other. The Crusader we're playtesting in over the next few months will deviate from the content it will have in the released version of the game. CIG will be injecting space stations, landing zones, and other elements in order to test mechanics and features as they are developed. For example, the planetoid and space station shown in the stunning Pupil to Planet demo is part of the Nix star system. To playtest the technology, they'll be dropping it temporarily into Crusader and likely remove it once navigating jump points have been added so that we can actually get to Nix. It's important to keep in mind that content may come and go in Crusader for testing purposes and that its composition at any given time may not match what's described in the Stanton Galactic Guide or shown in the ARC star map. How to access Crusader You can access Crusader from the Persistent Universe option in the game menu. It's also accessible on the keypad in the elevator that's inside your hangar. If you're not already in your hangar, pressing the escape key to bring up the game menu is the easiest method. So now that we know what Crusader is, what can you do in Crusader? There are a handful of activities you can participate in now in the Persistent Universe. First off, when you spawn into Crusader, you're in the Port Olisar Space Station. You'll want to exit your room and make your way downstairs to the ship deck. Interact with one of the consoles on the ship deck to summon a ship. Remember that the list of ships only includes those that are flight ready and loaners for your own ships that aren't flight ready. Pay attention to the message on the console telling you where your ship will be delivered and make your way there. Security features have not been implemented yet. Once you open your ship, anyone can enter thereafter. And stowaways and ship theft are a thing right now. Similarly, 
If you leave your ship on the landing pad for a long period of time, I think it's around 10 minutes or so, it will automatically unlock and be up for grabs for anyone who goes inside. Features to control PvP have not been completed. The only location that is safe from non-consensual PvP is Port Olasar, which is an armistice zone. Once you leave those friendly waters, you can be attacked anywhere. Situational awareness is key, as is patience. Most of the trolling and griefing has died down now that the newness has worn off, but it's fairly easy to stumble across trolls in any MMO. Keep in mind that PvP and piracy are a part of Star Citizen. They are a valid playstyle. However, the mechanics to control the where and when, as well as impose consequences, haven't been implemented, but they will be. For now, be patient and take things as they come. Nothing that happens in Crusader is permanent. Nothing. If your ship is stolen or destroyed, make your way back to the ship deck and summon another one. It's that simple. Once you're in your ship, you're free to playtest the following elements. Missions. The basics of the mission delivery system are in place. Visiting the various comm arrays will start a mission event which has a series of objectives to complete. You can track missions using your Moby Glass, which is accessed by pressing F9. Be prepared for combat. NPC pirates will arrive within a few seconds after you enter the general vicinity. You'll also need to exit your ship and EVA into the comm array, so remember, Control F lets you exit the pilot's seat. You can also explore the Kovalek Shipping Hub, an abandoned space station that's lost its gravity generator, among other things. Collecting data files will tell you the story of what happened there and complete a mission. The ending varies depending on which data files you collected. Be on your guard. You may get shot in the face if you startle someone or run across a trigger-happy player. Cryastro is where you can refuel restock ammo and repair your ship. Right now, everything is free, so make use of these services. Eventually, these things will cost in-game money. The drones that come out to service your ship are placeholders until NPCs are introduced into the game. Be sure to visit Tessa at the ICC Scan Hub. She's cheeky and really shows off the quality of voiceover talent we can expect in the game. Her missions aren't about tipping through the tulips. In most cases, be ready for combat wherever she sends you. Yella is a nearby asteroid belt. I believe the asteroids there are placeholders since they should be in the Aaron Halo ring, which isn't that close to Crusader. Again, Liberties are being taken to support testing. This is probably where we'll first test the mining mechanics. For now, it's a cool place to fly around. You'll occasionally run into NPC pirates and PvP players. Some of the asteroids are large enough to land your ship on. It's a cool thing to do, so be sure to check it out. Last but not least is the Korea Space Station. This is, for all intents and purposes, the FPS location. 
players can find automatic weapons here. Don't go there unless you want to PvP. You can't sightsee there and whine if you get your head blown off. You will likely encounter PvP on the way in as players try to clear a safe landing for themselves as they enter, which is to be expected. It might not be the best idea to show up there alone if you can avoid it. Also, beware of trollish behavior, which is rather rampant around that location. Players will destroy ships on the landing pads and then leave, clearly not looking for a fight, just an easy target. If you land a ship and someone else doesn't have it and wants to try it out, you can pretty much expect it to be stolen. If you land safely and someone else is already there, people often destroy your ship so you can't leave in hopes of initiating a little bit of FPS exchange. Net net is no Korea unless you want to engage in PvP, period. Those are the highlights of the content currently available in Crusader, which is the Persistent Universe Alpha. The things you need to know about how to reach any of these locations effectively are Flight Modes There are three flight modes when flying in the Persistent Universe. PRE is Precision Mode and is for small, slow movements like takeoff and landing. SEM is for faster movements such as those needed in combat. CRU is cruise mode, the fastest your ship can fly and still be in your control. It's for covering large distances but allows for very limited changes in direction. Use PRE to land or maneuver in tight spaces. Use SCM for combat. Use CRU to close the gap on someone, run, or move through an area quickly. Toggle through these flight modes using the V key. Quantum Drive QD is like the warp travel we've seen in movies like Star Trek. In Star Citizen, it's used to travel large distances within the same star system. The QD lets you leap from one location to the next. You can warp to specific locations by pressing the B key. This will show available QD points. Point the nose of your ship toward the location until you see it highlighted. Press the middle mouse button to engage your quantum drive and warp to that location. Incidentally, you can warp to the middle of nowhere using the same steps. Press B, pick a location in space, and click the middle mouse button. This is an excellent tactic for escaping an encounter. Technically, you shouldn't be able to warp away if your shields are down, but the game isn't enforcing that rule yet. Oh my, that was a lot of content to cover this week, but I wanted to complete the preliminaries so we could dive into more details and fun stuff as casual citizens later. This week's show notes are simple. Check out Citizen Academy, Tactical Advance, and the Nuberfire on YouTube. The types of videos I suggest reviewing are Landing and Takeoff, HUD Basics, Basic Combat and Flight Mechanics, especially the new flight modes and introductions to the PU, Persistent Universe. I also recommend viewing videos that discuss whatever ship you plan on flying first. These usually also talk about the ins and outs of that particular ship. So that was much longer than what I plan as a typical show. I hope you found it useful. All bite, you may have to listen to it a couple of times. 
This is Alyssiana signing off until next time. End transmission.